heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. Today I want to take a look at this very interesting, you know, sometimes you get these very interesting, um, we don't call them what you want, uh, they, you know, these uh, articles, a little bit of propaganda in here for sure, uh, but they tell a story. Uh, they actually tell a very unique story because the, the point is you look at these different things that they bring up, it's a way to question uh, where exactly we're at and, and what's ahead. Uh, this one here was a Newsweek uh, magazine, and it was from a David Friedman, to put that out, out there to you. It's called Millions of Angry Armed Americans Stand Ready to Seize Power if Trump Loses in 2024. Now, keep in mind, we don't even know that he's running yet in 2024. I mean, people could certainly speculate on that, but there has been no official announcements of anything. Uh, you never really know people. I mean, there could be a surprise. Uh, he could get behind somebody else and support him. Surely he has the movement of, of a, a, a great part of the populace, uh, probably more so because he's fearless. He's a fearless leader. And I think a lot of Americans right now are looking for somebody a bit fearless. Uh, it's one way to look at it, isn't it? Uh, let's bring on, as we tell the story today, uh, my fellow Americans, I'd like to bring on Lieutenant General Tom McInerney joins me. Uh, it's always a privilege to have General McInerney with me. He's a retired United States Air Force Lieutenant General. has been at the forefront of many of the things we're going to talk about today, a distinguished uh, career, a service to our nation. And, you know, uh, I, let me go right there. General McInerney, we talk about, I mentioned this piece in Newsweek, which you, you have the piece, you've read it as well. And it got me going as I started thinking about what, again, flashpoint. Are we at this American flashpoint, this moment in our nation? Uh, all right. Trump hasn't said he's going to run or not run. There's been none of that in 2024. Let's, let's start with that $20, $20 million question right there. Usually we'd, we'd save that for the end. But I'd, li I'd like to get right up front with you on that. And before we dive into this piece and ask you. What, what does your gut say you about that as we now are in the midterm elections? Do you do you see him being be the, uh, the the one in 2024? Is it is that going to be the point here or do you think others will come out of the woodwork and we'll be looking at a different sort of uh, race here? No, I think that uh, he will be the forefront. And that's why this article was written. Malcolm, it's very important that our listeners understand that. We are in a quasi-military campaign, uh, a cyber warfare campaign. Right. The adversaries we're going against are very good. As a matter of fact, uh, there are military involved. There are foreign nations involved. We're using, we're competing against the doctrine that the Chinese promulgated in 2005 to their Chinese Communist Party leadership. They're top military equivalent of the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, in which he said in future wars, we are going to use massive biological attacks along with massive cyber warfare. We're not going to use kinetic warfare, that means dropping bombs and bullets, against our adversaries. 
Now, lo and behold, and, and I think this is important to understand, lo and behold, in 2019, late, early 2020, we got COVID-19. Now, people talk about it as a pandemic, and our health officials, Dr. Fauci, et cetera, call it a pandemic. I have shortly thereafter been calling it a deliberate biological attack by the Chinese against the world with specific emphasis on its impact on America and the election. Uh, and lo and behold, it, in my opinion, is what transpired. This adversary is greater than China because it's domestic. It's led by Barack Hussein Obama, Biden himself, uh, Jim Clapper, John Brennan, Comey, and many others within the De Democratic Party. And they are using the latest technology. Now, when you started to uh, your opening comments and you mentioned the Bush-Gore uh, dispute back uh, in the day, right? the fact is the Democrats have gotten even more sophisticated and they enlisted and got the Chinese Communist Party to use a program, which I've talked about on your program, called Hammer and Scorecard, which was a CIA program that manipulated votes in foreign countries. I predicted on the 2nd of November, 2020, that we were going to lose the election to Biden, who didn't do any campaigning at all of any sort. When did you predict that? On the 2nd of November, the day before the election, on Monday the 2nd, on Steve, Steve Bannon's show with Sidney Powell as the co-anchor. And the reason is I was tipped off on the first Sunday, the 1st of November, that they were going to use Hammer and Scorecard. And I had divulged Hammer back in March uh, 18th or 19th in 2017, that the uh, Democrats were using that to listen to the Trump administration. And I did that on Dave Janda's show. So uh, Admiral Ace Lyons had clued me in minutes before I went on the air and uh, I, I divulged that. Now, you never hear President Trump, who's the only Republican that really talks about, a politician, talks about the fraudulent election. The reason is, and you never, because President Trump doesn't say hammer and scorecard, is because it is still a top secret SAP special access program that the CIA is using against other adversaries. Are you convinced that Trump knows hammer and scorecard? I mean, he, I, I, we know he knows what happened and the cyber aspect of this, but does he know the, the, the going ons of this program? Yes. But because he has been inbriefed in it, like General Flynn has, right. because they've been inbriefed on it, they can never mention it. I was never inbriefed on it. I got it from open sources, Mary Fanning and uh, others who have been. But wait a minute. Let me let me throw back at you a minute here, because it, 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 listen, I hear what you just say, and it, and it makes sense. But Trump has been never been one to follow any kind of protocol. Well, he had that. This is more than a protocol. He signed when he was read in in these programs, as I was when I was read in in this many SAP programs that I was involved with when my 35 years of active duty. Uh, 
and look, it's very simple. You go to jail if you violate that. It's simple. Now he had him impeach him, impeach him twice. And if he'd have used this, they'd have put this as part of the impeachment uh, accusations. And so he's got to be very careful when he talks about top secret information that he's been inbriefed on. Okay. And that's why that's why you don't hear much of it except from people like myself. Now, all I can tell you is I've got to be very cautious. Now, I have not been in briefed in it. Everything I have is from open sources available to the public. I've talked to the inventor of it, Dennis Montgomery. Right. Uh, and, and the reason this is important, it was just part of the 2020 fraudulent elections. Look, they had mail-in ballots. And we can go through the numbers on them that were not approved by the state legislatures. We had dead people voting. We had illegals voting. We had out-of-state people voting. We had a whole host of different fraudulent activities that the Democrats are masters, absolute masters at cheating. They are, and we need to put the finger on them. Now, Barack Hussein Obama took Cameron's scorecard two weeks after he became President and Brennan uh, and Clapper, they moved it out of the CIA and a, a, a part of it, they left most of it in the CIA and set it up at Port Washington. And they were li listening to Americans. It was what we call a signals intelligence network. And so now the CIA is not allowed to listen to Americans, but they were. And that's why you see why so many judges have caved why so many Republicans have caved for different reasons, because they are blackmailing. But I don't want to bog down here. It's too important, the overall issue that you're talking about. But people must understand, uh, and I put it very simple. Biden got 80 million votes in accordance with their numbers. That's the largest of any president in history. Now, in the six battleground states, which were the deciding states, and they were Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Georgia. They were the six states that cyber was used and determined the outcome. Now, everybody, of course, the, the favorite saying of the Democrats and the mainstream media and big tech is that was debunked and no evidence. There's tons of evidence. And, and what my point is, Malcolm, which is very important, and every American ought to ask this, if Biden won 80 million votes in the country, why doesn't he demand audits in all 50 states? Right, that's, right. Bragging, that's bragging rights. Mm -hmm. Instead, why is he spending millions of dollars on lawyers with thousands of lawyers trying to stop every... Uh, audit in those six battleground states. In addition, they now, of course, as you know, they have they want to centralize the elections against the Constitution and bring it up federal. Why do they want to do that? Why do they now have on the Hill, they're trying to take away the vice president's role of approving the electoral college where he could send it back to the states. Vice President Pence failed us. He should have sent those six battleground states votes because he knew this information. He was informed of it on how they on what they did. He did not. He covered up 
for the Democrats. Why, I don't know. But he did not do his job. Yeah. Now they're trying to change the law. Right, right. So why, well, why are they trying to change the law? Right. Well, we, we see I mean, thus far they haven't been successful, but you're exactly right. They continue to try to do that. But we knew this was going to happen because anytime somebody seizes power in the way that they have, uh, they batten down the hatches, uh, General, and they uh, do everything they can to uh, to keep that power, which is it's a power grab. And that's what we're seeing now. Right now, you know, you're still you're on this. Now, the conversation we just had that you just talked about was a conversation we've had, as you say, several times before. We're now in 2022, the midterm elections. So at what point do we begin to move forward? Because you're still talking about the last election. Many. And uh, this is a real question. I'm not debating it with you. But uh, are we still going to I mean, they're not going to overturn the 2020 election. And I know a lot of people think that should happen, but it's not going to happen, period. So when do we move forward or, or do we move forward or, or and that's really part of what I want to talk to you. Or are we at this flashpoint where it will it will all come? It's it's going to be a point. It's going to be a moment for America, isn't it? Yes. Now, that's that, that is a sixty four dollar question. Malcolm. And, and and why do I keep talking about this? Uh, I'm not a sore loser, but I do it because it is because it is the only constitutional way that we can resolve this issue today. But, but are they going to do it, General? How, how, how do we get there? I mean, at what point do we say, I don't know, you tell me, do we just keep talking? I mean, is, nothing's going to happen between now and the midterms to overturn 2020. And it's not going to, it's not going to happen between now and 2024. Or do you know something that, that I don't know? Well, I think the American people if they understood what I uh, know right. and what I see. And of course, uh, now it's very important, I'm not digressing, but it's very important that we talk about in this discussion, we talk about Afghanistan, the surrender in Afghanistan. Right, right. We talk about the uh, Ukraine, which everybody's worried about World War III. And between you and I, they've already cut the deal. And they talk about Taiwan. Now, we lost, not we, but Ukraine lost Crimea back under the Barack Obama. Obama. Yep. Barack Obama. Yep. It's interesting now that other parts of the Ukraine are now being threatened under a Democratic president. Nobody talked about it under Trump, did they? No, not at all. Well, because again, you know, he he was one. You didn't you. you uh, they knew there were boundaries with Trump, and you know, when a president draws a red line and they don't hold to it, which clearly this president has, and as you see, they see how he pulled out of Afghanistan. Uh, but no, I pointed that out on the weekend on Viewpoint General. That uh, uh, isn't it ironic that we're now going to have the next big problem uh, in the Ukraine under another Democratic president, as there was the last one when they took the gem in the Black Sea the Crimean Peninsula. Uh, and I, it looks like now uh, you're, you're pretty convinced they're going to they're gonna move in there, yeah? I think, you know, in the military terms, I think it's a, a very plausible course of action. Now, what when I say that, it means I think that Barack Hussein Obama gave away the Crimea deliberately, went through Kabuki, but they didn't do anything to Putin. And Biden is going to do the same thing to whether it's the Donbass region or something. They're going to get something. 
clearly the Germans and NATO's not going to get involved, and 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 NATO shouldn't be involved. They shouldn't be involved in a military because it's uh, we do not want to go to war for the Ukraine, but we can give it put out severe severe economic repercussions on the Russians, and we can arm the Ukrainians. So it will be a severe penalty for the Russians. There are solutions, but I believe that, and it goes back to this election again. Look, Malcolm, if the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, led the cyber warfare against our election in November 3rd, 2020 and November 4th, and the Russians were part of it, they are blackmailing our current president. And that's why our, our Russian policy today is, and our Chinese policy are both the same. Anything Russia and China wants, they get. Now, you, you may not, the average American may not agree with me, but wait and see. Wait and see what they've already gotten. Wait and see what's going to happen. These are not accidents. And what, does, uh, what do the Russians and the Chinese say? If they leaked to the Telegraph or something, a newspaper in London or another foreign newspaper, or even American, that China was the lead nation in using cyber warfare as well as biological warfare against the United States in the 2020 election, uh, Biden is finished. So that's, that's what they're hanging over his head. When you, when you see uh, those three things, Afghanistan, the Ukraine, and Taiwan, the potential, open borders, look, open borders is a direct violation of the Constitution. He should be impeached. When you see rampant inflation, there's a re they're deliberately doing this is what I'm saying. Energy dependence now, when we were independent, the racial strife that's going on, the critical race theory, that's a, that's a Marxist communist ideology that they're putting in the U.S. military when the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, General Milley, says he wants to know about white rage. Please, Malcolm, yeah. please. I've never heard anyone in the military talk about white rage. I spent 35 years in it and grew up in the military. So I can assure you uh, they have switched, they have flipped on our military leaders. When you see the lawlessness going on in our states of defund the police, all these are deliberately done to take our attention off the 2020 election. And they've done it brilliantly. You've got to say, because right. you're saying, well, look, there's no way they're going to change this election. Yeah. But it's the only, because it goes to your end game, it's the only constitutional way that we can do it. In a parliamentarian system, they could throw them out like they're trying to do Trudeau in Canada right now. Right. They could solve their problem right away. We cannot in America. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, this, this, um, this moment we find ourselves in is, uh, it is uh, the potential uh, for things to really become unraveled uh, are, are so clear, uh, General, right now. Uh, you've laid out uh, things we understand that many Americans understand, and we're pretty convinced 
that there's some sort of a hostile takeover happening in our country. I mean, people sense this, at least. And you just do a litany of things you put out there. And I I don't think they're disputable. I think everybody would uh, agree America is embattled right now. Uh, in so many ways, on so many fronts. If this was a war, it'd be coming at us on multiple, multiple fronts. So that's kind of the crux, this, what I call the flashpoint, General, that I, I want to talk about. And this particular story here, uh, which again, this particular article in Newsweek is indicative of a lot of things I'm reading now, which you kind of hinted toward just a moment ago, a little while ago here, that they're they're setting this stage up, just like the, the political classes. They're setting the stage up, uh, even when they talk about this election. And in fact, the Democrats are now talking about the fact that the 2022 is going to be, uh, they're already disputing. There hasn't been a vote yet. And they're disputing that. And again, it's that game of smoke and mirrors, isn't it? Yes. Uh, and we're already seeing that now uh, as they and of course, right now, there's no talk. I mean, they surely the administration is not going to come out and talk about their polls or how they're tanking and how Americans are onto them. Here's the crux of what we really need to understand. So right now, uh, back in 2020, it was basically a Republican and a Democrat fight coming through the 2020 race. Uh, and all the various things happened, as you stated. And here we are. At this point, the numbers and the, the polls and the rankings on uh, Biden, Joe Biden, are as low as I've ever seen on a president. And the state of affairs or the state of the union are a mess. So at this point, it's either does this flashpoint happen because nobody's again, I think the big dispute here is nobody's going back to 2020 at this point that you're right. I knew they would pull this off because we'd be talking about current problems, inflation, the economy, all these things. The economy's stupid, as they always say. Right, General? You know, all these things are happening now. So, yeah, the election's not hot on anybody's mind. Yet it's going to be whatever happens ahead in 2022 and 2024 is going to set set the stage for a very interesting uh, uh, next chapter, I guess, is the best way I would put it for America. It's going to be whatever the next chapter is going to be. Those That chapter is going to be written in the months ahead for what will take place. So do we see this Democrat-Republican fight coming to that flashpoint that Newsweek pushes out in this publication here? Or do we see, because of the poll tanks and the other things that are happening, do you think more Americans come to their, well, to their senses? And will you'll see more of a uniting of Democrats, Republicans, independents, separate from the politicians and the bureaucrats now. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about everyday Americans. Do, are we seeing signs now where they're coming together? And does that stop off? some sort of a confrontation for our country within the people itself, we the people. I think there could very well be a confrontation with the political class and bureaucrats and the people. What do you say to that? Well, that's an excellent question. And, And here's what I say. In the normal process, if you had a legitimate election system, Right. You know, someone said, it's not who votes, it's who counts the votes. That's it. And what, I, what I say, I'm talking about, they have gotten very sophisticated on this, the Democrats have. And I, and I say a course of action that you might see, and very quickly, the Olympics start when? Tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. Uh, that the Olympics is going to be a spreader, just like COVID-19, of a new virus. 
This is a course of action. Well, I've been talking about this actually in past days and weeks, just to inform you, General. I've been talking about the hemorrhagic fever, uh, the Nipah yeah. virus, all these other things are out there. We had no business sending athletes to China. I don't know what the hell that's about. Well, you and I are on the same frequency then, Malcolm. But let's say, because we're going to know within weeks what, what happens. Let's say if that happens again, and we have hemorrhagic fever, right. and it goes global again, and we have the same impact. You see, that's two years ago that uh, COVID-19 hit us, that we helped fund, that Dr. Fauci funded gain of function, et cetera. So within our own, own country, we have people that betrayed us and committed treason. But let's say that hemorrhagic fever comes out. It is interesting that these viruses always come from China, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but let's say it happens and we go through the same kabuki of, well, no one can stand in line for the polls. We have to have mail-in ballots, et cetera, et cetera. So I just say, we are going to know that. Now, now the American people, I don't think are going to stand for a stand down and lockdown like they have had on COVID-19. Right. They have had it now. Those Republican states, we talk about Texas, we talk about Florida and the leadership. Uh, American people are wising up. You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. And, and so now this may be, this will be the talking point. If it doesn't happen, and if the Republicans are smart and focus, because I got a call, as I've said on your program before, on the 5th of, uh, of, the, of January 2021 in the Georgia election, that they were in the servers down in uh, Georgia there. <laughs> sure. And so, so I got it real time. Now our counter has got to be it, is to put this information for Hammer and Scorecard and real time on television and, and expose them while they are doing it. Then you're going to see whether how far they want to take this. Right now, they think that they can, because the military is going to determine it. Our military leadership and the chiefs have betrayed us when they let this critical race theory, which I never thought would have happened, Malcolm. I never would have thought that this could ever happen in the United States of America. But here I hear a chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff and the Secretary of Defense a West Point graduate, my alma mater, getting up and talking about critical race theory, please, uh, communist ideology. Then that you're going to see where the severance point will be. If in fact, will even those Democrats that are loyal Americans and they're exposed to the, the active, false, fraudulent election that they won't put up for it. Because everybody knows that, that, that Biden is a doofus. He can't even carry on a conversation in the press. Uh, they bet on the wrong horse, mm -hmm. Yeah, but, but so be it. But the fact is now the uh, probably what, 75% of the American people know that we have a doofus for our president. I never thought I would say that, but, but the fact is we do. And, so that will determine, because this Newsweek article is a setup, it's teeing to get the 
people of America on their side, that none of these things that we see are true. What McInerney's talking about, he's a tin hat. You know, that's why they want to have, they're saying that the voting, voter suppression is one of the big issues the Democrats are talking about, why they want to centralize it. Well, Malcolm, if you had a record number of voters in the 2020 election, there was no voter suppression. That's a good point. That's a good point. I mean, and that is their argument. Uh, that's where you've got the split on elections, as you say, without a fair election, where the hell are we? You've got one side, uh, you know, yelling about voter suppression and the other side just wants to count the votes. Uh, but one of to be legal votes where you show a voter ID and we can't even seem to get an election straight at this point. Uh, let alone, uh, you know, uh, the, the rest of our problems that we're having in our country, which which really makes me think, uh, General, this this divide we're in, it's it's so grave uh, this moment. And, you know, in reading through this uh, provocative article here in Newsweek, and I've seen a series of these, by the way, and as, as uh, General is saying here, uh, my friends, this this kind of thing is uh, becoming all too commonplace now. And there, I, I guess the sense is they're setting the tone, uh, um, preparing the field for the game, if you will. You see what I mean? You know, preparing the field for the game uh, is more or less what's happening. Uh, and then, you know, all and you see Joe Biden coming out talking about voter suppression and it's going to be a rigged election and all this in advance. Uh, well, I mean, hell, when your poll numbers are running around the low 30s, uh, you surely have to do a Hail Mary or say something. Uh, so when he, he does take a bath, if that indeed happens, as looks like it will, although I count nothing to be nothing, because it seems like the let Marxist left always pull out a miracle or two uh, with their shenanigans. So I, I take nothing for granted, people. Uh, well, let me just do a quick station break. Remind everybody, we're speaking here to Lieutenant General Tom McInerney. Um, really, uh, I, this flashpoint I think we're headed to, it's, uh, there, there's a lot of uncertainties that are happening. I mean, people see economically what's taking place. This is something that really speaks to everybody because it hits everybody's home and their business. When it hits your wallet, that's why economies and always uh, impact an election. Elections are decided by, are you happy? Do you have money in your wallet? Are you doing, you know, and right now people can't answer any of those things positive. Now, the, the question becomes, you really want to be thinking about it. Does that peak too soon? And does something else happen between now and November? Or does it get worse? Does it get better? Well, you know, he's already blown up our energy. Uh, you know, that's why you're paying through the nose at the gas pump, uh, amongst other reasons. Uh, you've got inflation sky high. You're pay paying, my golly, so much for food now and things you didn't do before. So all that's happening on the side there as we're now preparing all these distractions, as, as the general says there, like Ukraine and other things. Uh, it's kind of that shiny object syndrome I talk to you about all the time, people. That's what we're dealing with here right now. All right. I want to, in moments here, we're going to circle back. Uh, in a big way to this, uh, I, I've got some real pointed questions I want to uh, throw at the general and get his take on it. So we'll take a quick pause and we'll return with uh, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney here. You're listening to The Voice of a Nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. You know, Healthy Cell is a terrific lineup of products. They have products that are pill-free, 
gel pack vitamins, uh, looking for better sleep, focus, and energy, check out Healthy Cell, the leading innovator in nutritional supplements for cell health. Healthy Cell has a product that helps REM sleep, helps you fall asleep, stay asleep, sleep deeply, and wake up refreshed with Healthy Cell's REM sleep supplement. The only sleep supplement that's designed to support all stages of sleep. And boy, is it needed now during all the stress of the COVID-19 pandemic. So go to HealthyCell.com and use the code OUTLOUD, all capital letters, OUTLOUD, for a 20% off your first order of any product from Healthy Cell. I use them every day. I believe in them. And you should too. Let's get real. Let's get loud on America Out Loud Talk Radio. Well, my fellow Americans, how did you feel watching footage on the news of domestic terrorists looting our stores and burning our cities down? Uh, You were probably disgusted and angry as much as I was. It's disturbing what's going on. Well, you'd be shocked to know that your shopping habits are supporting these extremists. Companies like Amazon, Nike, Disney, FedEx, it's an endless list. And they've been supporting these radical groups. Let's stop supporting companies that fund these extremist groups. We can all do our part. Visit shoptotheright.com and you'll find businesses in a nationwide database and companies that are aligned with our American values. Visit shoptotheright.com and let's all make a difference. Because of COVID-19, many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 112 times per month. But by simply keeping our immune system strong, we can stay healthy and put our worries at ease. One little known way to do this is by taking AC11, a patented supplement from a plant in the Amazon rainforest. Studied for over 20 years and backed by over 40 scientific peer-reviewed studies, taking AC11 has been proven to extend the life of immune cells called leukocytes, allowing you to boost immunity naturally. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off your first order of AC11. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code OUTLOUD for 20% off. Americans, we seek to form a more perfect union. To paraphrase Abraham Lincoln, we are a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. And God willing, we shall not perish from the earth. AmericaOutloud.com Liberty and justice for all. Join you back on the Voice of a Nation. Here it is, Malcolm Out Loud. Yours truly here, my fellow Americans, and thank you for joining us. And calling this an American Flashpoint 2024 is a counter argument to a lot of these, well, these propaganda type articles or uh, essays that you read in these uh, Time and Newsweek and New York Times and all these publications. Uh, as I say, they're sort of uh, setting the field up right now. Um, in a very pointed way. But a lot of these stories are lit. And to give you an example here, and as I bring back on here, Lieutenant General Tom McInerney, um, in this one right up front, uh, General, uh, they speak about the 73-year-old Vietnam vet. Let's go through a few things here. 
And the piece goes on to say that, uh, you know, that this guy's struggled through his life and but, you know, nothing will slow him down uh, and neither will it slow him down when it's time to visit Washington, D.C., heavily armed and ready to do his part in overthrowing the United States government. So Newsweek is putting right out there that guys like this are going to overthrow the United States government. They go on to say millions of fellow would-be insurrectionists will be there as well. Uh, and the military guy calls it a ticking time bomb uh, or that they're saying will target the Capitol. There are lots of fully armed people wondering what's happening to this country, he says, the, the military guy. Um, are, are we going to let Biden just keep destroying it, he says, or do we, or do we need to get rid of him? We're only going to take so much before we fight back. The 2024 election, he adds, may well be the trigger. Now, when you read that and you see that setup right there, uh, you know, they, they context it in the fact that there's going to be an overthrow of the federal government. What do you say to that specifically? Well, I say that they're deliberately trying to plant this seed in the American public's mind that these people are insurrectionists. And, and it's nothing could be further from the truth. But we are at a critical time, Malcolm, that right. we, the people, are going to have to fight back for what they are doing to this country, the businesses that they destroyed, the lives that they have destroyed through this vaccine and the COVID, and why we haven't charged China for all this, for what? Well, let me ask you this very difficult question. What does, because you just hit the nerve on what this whole article, this essay brings forward, the fight and back bit. Take just a moment in in your expertise as, as as a military guy, understanding the stakes, what really specifically, what does that fight and back look like? What does that look like? Well, it could be a number of things. Let me give you what looked to me is that everybody insists that we do the audits, that that we do the audits. That's not hard to do. That could be done in weeks in each state and solve it. I could take another extreme to you that uh, fighting back means that uh, America is a very well-armed nation. That's why they're trying to do away with the Second Amendment and all that, that we, in fact, go to the battlements, or is it somewhere in between? I am for doing six audits that will prove it. I am for proving that they have done a fraudulent election and I want to do it constitutionally. That is not too difficult uh, uh, to do. So why are the Democrats not demanding it? Why have they got the most votes? I'm repeating myself. Well, but General, they're not going to because they already won in their mind and they don't really want to rehash it. I mean, I'll answer that for you. So they're not going to do it. And we keep talking about the 2020, but it's not going to move us forward or or will it is the question or how does it? I mean, they're not going to do the audits. That's not happening. Well, it can. I, I, I disagree with you right now. Oh, no, it's not about disagreeing with me. It's not me saying that. They're you saying know, that. I would love to have the audits done. and That'd be fine. But they're not going to do it. Did, did you see them changing their minds all of a sudden? Well, you're, you're right, because our Republican leadership is lousy. Well, they're, they're weak. They're weak, General. Weak. They're weak. Yeah. They're weak. And, and if, if they would do it, if, if McConnell and Kevin McCarthy would do their job, well, come on now. They're the two stars in Dumb and Dumber. Now, how can you say that, brother? 
Well, <clears throat> they're going to get an Academy Award. For it. <laughs> so it takes people like you and I to discuss it. We're, we're reasonable people. Right. Uh, we're rational. But I'll tell you this, we are not going to have this election stolen again the way it was. Now, how we stop it is, uh, is going to be interesting to see in what techniques we do. I think what's going to happen is, look, there's so many people involved with this fraudulent election mm-hmm. on the other side that I think something is going to trigger some of them that are on the inside that are going to expose it, expose the leadership, tell exactly how they did it. And that's my prayer every night. Wow, that's an it. Now that I like what you say there, expose that. You know, I've always wondered that, actually. You bring up a fantastic point. I have often wondered, I'm making a note right now, in fact, to expose the leadership. I've often thought, how far and how deep and how wide can you keep a secret like this? And I often think, well, there's got to be some ins- I mean, that's got to come out. But yet it hasn't really to the degree of what you are talking about right now. And like you say, you pray for it every night. Uh, that would be a game changer, but it still hasn't happened. How do I mean, that is really the, the big question, isn't it? How, it yeah. Why hasn't that happened? I guess, you know, that's a good question. I don't know. But but they look, their objective is to turn us in to a Venezuela. And if if all those people that just thought it was a political red versus blue. Right. And get Trump because he was a madman or something. Once those people realize, hey, this has gone too far. um, You know, the inflation, the people going out of business. It's the elites that we've got to worry about the global elites because it's happening globally. Right. But, but the, what's going on in Canada, what's going on in Europe, what's going on in, in England where they've gotten rid of all the uh, limitations on the COVID mm-hmm. uh, it's going around the world because it's a global problem because the global elites are involved with it. Oh, yeah. And they've been working on this for a long time. Yeah, no, we see it. We see it here on this platform and we talk about it every day. Let me talk to you back to the article about the movement of guns. I want to talk to you about, you know, and I mean, listen, you can't really rule out, can you? I mean, America is the exception of a lot of these countries who have given up their guns for whatever they have. Uh, whereas uh, that hasn't happened here, but there's a there's a case coming up on the Supreme Court. I want to, which this Newsweek article touched on it, as you know. And I want to touch on that right now because a couple of interesting points here. In 2020, 17 million Americans bought 40 million guns. Wow! Uh, and in 2021, we're on track to add another 20 million. If historical trends hold, the buyers will be overwhelmingly white, Republican, and Southern or rural, they say here. Now, America's massive and mostly Republican gun rights movement dovetails uh, with a grown belief among many Republicans that the federal government is in an illegitimate tyranny that must be overthrown by any means necessary. Uh, is, is where this piece goes. And it talks about the gun ownership in a way where the numbers, uh, and it talks about militias in our country and the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers and all of that. That hope. Oh, and then the Supreme Court rule, and I want to get your take on this. This is the New York State Rifle and Pistol Association versus Bruin. Uh, and it, it, it's talking about uh, unrestricted rights to carry a gun anywhere in the country. 
and to bring firearms to the Capitol in Washington, D.C. could be perfectly legal, uh, is what they're saying. What do you think about this case and gun ownership as well in this story? Well, clearly gun ownership is going to be challenged. And there's a reason they fear that. They fear if uh, 320 million all of a sudden flip against them, and there are a lot of, of them, but they are not 320 million Americans. How many are involved that, that were participated from the people at double stuff ballots to the brain power behind this, to the international? But again, that's why I continue to want to do it constitutionally. But the bottom line is we win, they lose. But what if we can't do it constitutionally? What if we can't? Well, then we have to do it unconstitutionally. We cannot let this republic be destroyed. Now, when you say unconstitutionally, hold on. The Constitution gives the Second Amendment and the right to bear arms against a tyrannical government. So why would that be unconstitutional? I rest your case. You're okay. correct. All right. That's why, that's why the founding fathers put it in there. Right. If, if the last thing becomes <laughs> uh, the American people, we the people have to do that. Right. Well, that's why I bring that up, because I don't believe there's anything unconstitutional about that. In fact, our framers, the founders of this great nation, knew what we were dealing with. They knew how history had been, how history was. And these were protective measures put in, which made America the greatest nation. A lot of this was comes back to those initial documents and the Bill of Rights. And a lot of people don't get this and they lose sight of this, General McInerney. And it's because, you see, what's great and unique about America, it, it is we the people and we send citizens to Washington to represent us, our fellow brothers and sisters. But the problem is some of those cats, and this is something I've been talking about quite a bit in recent days and weeks. Many of these cats have gone rogue on us. There's a piece of we the people who's starting to really irritate the hell out of us. And these people have to be exposed to who they are on all sides of the aisle, Democrat, Republican, independent and communist. Uh, they need to be called out. You know, it's like we the we run the ship here. That's what makes America. See, this is what I really don't understand. See, America is so great. America is America because we don't have a dictator. We don't have a, a, a tin pot jackass up there, supposedly. But it's not really working out that way, is it? Nope. They tricked us yeah. and, and we've gotten lazy. And look, Malcolm, I cannot thank you enough for reminding me of the Second Amendment and why the founding fathers put it in there to overthrow a tyrannical government. Well, a lot and, of people believe that's where we're at, General, really. Well, we, we may very well be. My preferred option is the audits. Right. But if, if we cannot do that, then we have no choice than to do what the founding fathers gave Well, let me them. ask you one other option here. Let, let's say, okay, so hold on. There, maybe there's a third option. I, I like this conversation. So maybe, okay, you have the audits over here. You have, you have the Second Amendment over here. If we don't go back to 2020 and we continue that road, which I sort of talked to you about earlier, they're not going along with that, in which case that'll be another point of a flashpoint, if you will, if we drag, it's like we need to drag them kicking and screaming, you know, to, to those audits, you know, you will, I could see that now dragging and kicking them to the audits, you will come, but that's like another flashpoint. All right. Might the third option be, I, I don't know. I mean, just, just a thought. 
if this fast train keeps moving, which it appears to be doing to 2022 and then 2024. Now, 2022 is going to be a very landmark midterm election. Uh, if the uh, if these polls are indicative of what's really happening, and everybody agrees with what you said earlier, that Biden is a, a doofus, as you say, then and he gets tanked. And let's say the Senate and the House overwhelmingly like like numbers we hadn't seen before, kick over to conservative Americans, patriots, what have you, that could be a moment. And But your other point, like back to hammer scorecard or mail ballots and suppression and whatever the hell else you want to talk about with our election system, uh, what if we did get cameras in there? What if we did, like you say, what if there was a setup uh, to be able to watch all these numbers, to be able to really pinpoint so that it was completely exposed to the American people. Back to the point that our friend Sidney Powell and others would say there'll never be another fair election. What is that maybe a third option? Or does the midterm swing so hard, so fast, so much? And, you know, does it, you know, you know, the old saying in general, does the door hit you in the ass in 2020 midterms? I don't know. Just ask it. Well, I, I, I don't know. But what I will tell you is, we are going to find out very soon yeah. if that spreader that you and I have been talking about, the potential of that hits us in the coming weeks. If that hits us, then we know they're using the same game plan as they did before. And, and uh, it's a COVID-2, it's virus-2, what is it? And you know, that's an interesting piece you brought up, I have to tell you. Now, isn't it ironic, General? Not only are we talking about Russia and Ukraine again, but isn't it really tripping that 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 the Olympics, where are they on the planet? Remind me again, was it Beijing? Uh, I mean, of all places those Olympics would be at this moment of time, they just happen to be in the center of hell with the CCP. Yeah, it would be even more ironic if it was Wuhan. But uh, the fact is, <laughs> is they'll shift it over to Beijing and we'll know. Now, yeah. if we get hit with another one, then the, the American people are going to rise up because uh, the virus will yeah. make Democrats say, hey, why are, we, why are we accepting this? Why are we letting them do this to us again? General, you're exactly right. I got, I got news for you. I, I, I would endorse that a million percent. I know because of the correspondence of listeners I get in here, and I can tell you right now, the world, and specifically this country, is in no mood for any other kind of virus coming from China or anywhere else for that matter. And there will be an uprising to kick that down, I believe, because people, their lives have been tortured just terrorized what's happening here. People have died unnecessarily. All the shenanigans played out there. Yeah, that would be a game changer, General. Your, your point is well taken. Well, let me give you another one that's changing. Yesterday, John Solomon, uh, and I was on a program, uh, yeah. Alan Newton show, but talking about the uh, memo that was released, that was sent five years ago, that was praising the uh, prosecutor the it was from the State Department praising this chap for the work that he that he had done, and of course that's that's the one uh, that uh, they uh, they fired, and and uh, Peter Schweitzer's book Red Handed is putting out a lot of this information, and Shulkin was the uh, remember the uh, prosecutor there that was going after the criminals. 
And that's when they, Hunter Biden, Burisma, and then we have that tape. We have that tape of Joe Biden saying, I gave him eight hours. If they didn't do it, I wasn't going to give him a billion dollars. And yet, weeks before, months before, there was a, a, a letter signed by Victoria Newland on yeah. behalf of Secretary of State Kerry praising Shulkin for getting rid of corruption. And yet, so you now the fingerprints of the $31 million that Peter Schweitzer's book is talking about red-handed that uh, Joe Biden is engaged with, with Hunter Biden to leak out. So there are a number of other things what I'm, I'm bringing up that are going to have, I think, a very significant impact between now and, and that date. But I'll tell you, if they, if they send a second virus against us, the American people are going to rise up. Yeah, that, that's a game changer, I believe. That, that, that there is a, a, a real game changer because what we've been through in the last two years is, is, is unprecedented in human history. Uh, and it cannot be repeated. I don't believe people really want to get back to life. And sadly, General, there are a lot of people in our circles and others. In fact, I'll have some folks on the weekend about it who buried loved ones, husbands and wives and children. And had an email just two days ago, a seven-year-old died from the vaccine. Uh, others, I mean, I, it's all around us. It's everywhere. And, you know, it's um, it, it, it just has changed everything in ways. So, this piece goes on and talks about trust in the federal government. Oh, yeah, really, right? Many Republicans are increasingly coming to see themselves less as citizens, it says, represented by the federal government and more as tyrannized victims of that government. More than three quarters of Republicans reported low trust in the federal government. Well, I'd be in that group. I'll tell you, I have no trust in the federal government, not, not low. How about no trust? I'd be in that group. To be clear with you, General, I'll, I'm happy to put that out there. I have zero, zero trust in these clowns, either side of the aisle, uh, frankly. This says, from this point of view, peaceful elections will not save the day. More than two out of three Republicans think democracy is under attack, according to the Grinnell poll, which echoes the results of another poll in September. Half as many Democrats say the same thing. And that's what I said to you earlier. Are Democrats coming along? And I think some of them are. And there's a lot of cries right now for civil war and that kind of thing. But bottom line is this, both Democrats and Republicans are losing faith in the integrity of U.S. elections. Uh, the bureaucrats and that part of we the people has sold us out. Uh, we're coming to a flashpoint of some sort, General, uh, some point, General, I mean, for sure. Let me give you the last word on that. Uh, and then the other part is the Trump factor. How does that fit in? Because let's face it, he 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 rubs he rubs salt and wounds to a part of the population who can't stand him. And there's another part of the population who love him, idolize him. Is he the answer or is he the problem moving forward? <laughs> well, I think he's the answer because he's got the courage. We mentioned McCarthy and, uh, and McConnell. Yeah. And what a disappointment they have been. Oh, yeah. We need political leaders. We, ought, we, we know uh, that uh, uh, Trump will, will do the right thing, but he wasn't equipped to understand all the different people and the mechanizations that went on around him. Yeah. He made a lot of great decisions. Oh, a year yeah. ago, our economy was humming and we were growing and China was in deep trouble. 
and Trump was going after him. He was doing it publicly. Yeah. But my, my take is um, whether it's he or, or the governor in Florida or others, there are others out there that have the courage and, and that's what's going to be required. There are several other hot buttons we've talked about here. Very interesting. Uh, General Tom McInerney, thank you always. Uh, it's always a privilege to have you on and get your perspective on this. We're, we're at quite a heated moment, brother. Thank you. God bless you, Malcolm. Listen, it is an American flashpoint uh, that we're headed to something. Uh, there are multiple ways we've discussed, Aaron, how to either stop that off or it comes to a head. I don't know. But listen, this is what's built. It's baked into the cake. It's all baked into the cake. It's what the framers knew. There's been controversies before. A lot of these people run around with these Newsweek articles in time like, oh, my God, this can't happen. Well, hell, how do you think we got here? How do you think we got here? This, you know, this doesn't happen in a vacuum. I mean, this happens. We've been through these historical flashpoints before. That's why we're here, people. And, you know, just because we're in a new era and it's 2022 doesn't mean that, you know, it's not going to happen again. No, do we want that? Well, nobody, no right-minded, good person wants to have conflict, for God's sakes. But when the stakes are down and uh, it hits the fan and you know what it is, uh, sometimes uh, it is to be what is to be, right? That is the fight of good and evil, isn't it, my friends? Well, listen, we'll catch you back there at americaoutloud.com. And thank you for joining here on the program and being on the mission here. It's time to get involved and get loud.